Welcome to IntelliKey Leadership Stories, a series of unique interviews with successful people in many fields. Leaders who are innovating, building, and guiding organizations with a higher vision. How they put their values into practice to achieve the full potential of themselves and their organizations. Now, here's your host for IntelliKey Leadership Stories, Kirsten Gouldy and Mark Stenson. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of IntelliKey Leadership Stories. I'm Mark Stenson, and my co-host is here with me today. Hello, I'm Kirsten Gouldy. You know, as we start this episode, I think it's really helpful to acknowledge the comments and questions we've received, comments on Facebook and LinkedIn and Instagram. And one of the top ones, Kirsten, let's go back to the basics. This word IntelliKey, many people have said it's the first time they've heard it. So uh, let's rewind a little bit and give us another take on what the word IntelliKey means and how you're applying that. It is an Aristotelian term, which means achieving your highest potential. And my company name is Pure IntelliKey. And really, this word, it's a metaphysical set of principles that we apply to our life and how we begin to achieve and elevate and become who and what we're meant to be. Not what we want to be, but who we're meant to be. And you begin to align with a higher purpose and a higher path. That well, is what really, yeah. means, IntelliKey means. You know, it sounds like a, as we've called it, a woo-woo term. Right. <laughs> you know, right. but it's not just a metaphysical kind of a term, but rather your potential is inside you. And we're exploring this overlap between business and leadership and potential and the conscious practices, conscious leadership, and all the things that people are doing to be more mindful, more soulful, more heartful. That's the kind of guests that we're having on the podcast, and including today's. Kirsten, maybe tell us a little about her. I feel very honored and privileged to be announcing Jasmia Moore. She's been in my life now for four years. We started working with each other in 2016. Truly, Jasmia Moore is the bridge between the metaphysical realm and really top performance. And she continues to elevate and expand and go beyond what she thought was initially possible, now moving into both a spiritual leader and a top performing sales personnel in an IT tech company, multi-billion dollar company. Jazz? Hi, thank you for having me. I mean, I've done sales my whole life. I think my first sales job was at the mall. The sound of the register really excited me. I've always loved commission-based sales, you know, and after I graduated from college, it was 2008, all the kind of talking heads on TV were trying to figure out, is this a recession? Is it not a recession? Well, of course, I go to look for a job and I can't find one. Um, and, you know, so I, I stayed in retail, you know, even though I had my college degree, I went back to what I knew, um, working at Nordstrom's. And I think that's where I realized, you know, I really am good at this, you know, and not so much from like a hitting quota perspective, because there was a draw at Nordstrom's, but more so from I connect with people, I felt like I, you know, I listened, I had returning customers, I was making good money. I mean, fresh out of college, you know, did you ever feel where there was a turning point? Yeah, I mean, I was probably my fifth or sixth year in. By this point, I'm a million dollar seller. They had moved me out to the field. And I think in the beginning, I couldn't figure out if it was complacency. And I, and I quickly just realized it's because it was, it was 
partially just being comfortable. And, and I had my customers, I know there's a baseline that I'm going to make every month, which is really good, you know, and, it, and it, I will definitely exceed the quota that they put in front of me. And there was this weird feeling of what next, what is even the next level? And then also how do I get there? If everything up until this point has just been head down, trying to push through the anxiety and the fear attached to a new job, you know, but once you sort of, I don't want to say made it, but but that is almost what it is. You know, once I became top 10 across the country and was looked at as a, as a sales leader, I did have to re-examine what my motivations were. Mm-hmm. And, and that was harder, I felt like, than pushing through the fear. Um, because then, then it became, what do I really want to do? You know, where do I yes. see myself going with this? Those more, and I feel like those are more spiritual questions than they are work career questions. And we've been fortunate to meet the leaders that are actually shaping this new world that's coming. And it's really exciting. Oh, it is. Well, it's in that context then that our guest today is Gerilyn Thomas O'Donnell. Gerilyn, it's so good to have you with us. Hi, I'm so happy to be here today with you guys. And to say by title, Gerilyn is a design director, a published author and illustrator. But I think what caught our eye is that she does this digital experience and attention grabbing art that amplifies human purpose, really aligned with the theme of this podcast. And her concentration is in inclusivity and accessibility of design and bridging the gap, Gerilyn. I love that you described this bridging the gap between technology and art. Tell us about that and how you do bridge that gap. So I, I love doing all these um, experiences with like art, like telling stories. And because I, t- I double a lot in accessibility, I want to reach any device that the person's using. So, and it, it makes it easier that way. Like if I focus on the human aspect of it. What does it mean to you for inclusivity of design? You know, what is this idea of accessibility in your approach? So when I think about it, like meeting people from different cultures, and listening to them, again, telling them sto- their stories, absorbing into my experiences as well and connecting with them. Um, that's what it means to me to amplify human purpose. That's really well said. And, and how does that in turn amplify your purpose and what you're doing? Oh, oh my God. I, I, feel, I feel so great when I connect with people who can teach me something new. And I, <laughs> I do have this thing where I learn something every day. So it um, well, actually, I have a really great story from uh, about the reason why I actually started focusing on accessibility. Uh, a few years back, I met a, a wonderful woman. Her name is Kristen, Christina Millen. And she, well, I, I did a, like a video of her. I spoke to her for about an hour. However, when I met her, she had no, no arm movements at all. However, she had a cell phone around her neck with a cord. And I asked her, um, Christina, I, because I felt really comfortable. So I said, Hey, Christina, I noticed that you have a cell phone. However, you have no movement in your arms. Can you please let me know how you use a cell phone? <laughs> so she dropped it from her neck and she took off her shoe and she start, started typing with her toes. And it basically blew my mind <laughs> because here, here's someone, well, I, I work in digital advertising. So I'm creating websites, I'm creating apps, and I'm thinking of someone using their cell phone or their hands. And here I'm meeting Christina using her toes. So from there, I started learning more about accessibility. I started to think about the user who hasn't gotten mobility. And, like, and the thing is, like, 
from my past, I attended RIT, so there's a National Technical Institute of the Deaf. So I'm very familiar with the deaf community. I'm very aware that there's accessibility issues like vision and pureness and things like that. However, when I met Christina, she just exposed me to a different group of people that I know how to focus on. And that took me like the, the next few years, I just focused on exposing myself to other people, seeing who they are, what their life is like, you know, like just being absorbed a day to day, like tell me everything. And focus on accessibility helps me meet anyone. It doesn't matter what income level you are at. doesn't matter what race. It doesn't matter what age you are, because believe it or not, you might experience accessibility issues at any point of your life. I'm always amazed, Kirsten. We turn on the microphones and we say, well, let's have a nice conversation and hear somebody's stories. But man, every time. Without right, fail. Right, right Without to the fail. Heart. And Gerilyn, I think you embody this idea of IntelliKey. And if you're like me, you had to go look it up because uh, yeah. it's not a word we use every day. <laughs> I definitely did, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I think you see now this idea that the human potential and the soul's purpose, we were born with it inside of us. And here you describe, you know, from your very childhood, it's like I read a book, I want to go to New York, and we didn't even talk about the whys and the wherefores and the how, and when did you get the ticket, and how did you get the first job? We'll have to do right, that on right, the other right, podcast. Right. <laughs> But I mean, you know, one day you wake up and it's like, man, I just got off the bus and I'm in Manhattan at an advertising agency. It's like like I said, it's a Netflix movie. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) So I mean, this this idea of IntelliKey, and I I just remind us, Kirsten, as hosts, but, you know, listeners, these stories that we try to bring you of people who are putting their values right in the center of their business, of their life, of their families. This is the emphasis that we want to bring. Gerilyn, thanks so much for your time and and your honesty and your openness and vulnerability and sharing your experiences. Thank you so much for making me share this because I I really, again, love what you guys are doing and I enjoy the podcast so much. I see the value in this work and I believe in it. Thank you. And it's a great pleasure today to have it as our guest, Pastor CJ, CJ Johnson Hello. from uh, Shreveport. Good to have you with us. Absolutely. Uh, I'm honored to be on with you all, and I look forward to the conversation. Pastor CJ is a director at the radio station KOKA, and I was just recounting with him that that's where I had my first job in radio. Uh, Pastor wow. Stewart, the idea that in places like Shreveport, where, it, yes, there's diversity, but it's a very cross the line, other side of the tracks, separate but equal, all these old thoughts. But bring us up to date as far as your point of view and what we need to know about you know, justice in a town like Shreveport. Well, I, I want to say to you, thank you so much for um, having uh, this type of dialogue and inviting me on to share my perspective as it relates to racial injustice in our community in Shreveport and even throughout the country. As you know, there is a national conversation uh, that is taking place as it relates to race. I like to say we have had to deal with two type of pandemics. We've had to deal with a public health emergency and a public conscious emergency. And I think that the reason why we've had to deal with a public conscious emergency is because we've seen that uh, history in some parts of this uh, country doesn't matter. When you're a student of history and you study history and you realize history, one of the things that it tells you is that African-Americans have been an oppressed people in America. 
And not only have African-Americans been an oppressed people in America, but we still somewhat today, I, I'm not going to even say somewhat, we still fully um, today deal with that same type of oppression. Yes, we may have more liberties. We may enjoy more amenities, more areas and spaces, but we still have to deal with racial injustice and racial biasness. I think that it's very important for us to understand what these racial uh, injustices are and racial bias. Now, speaking particularly here in Shreveport, one of the things that we deal with is kind of what you've already stated. And the reality of it is that it hasn't changed. There's still lines in Shreveport. We may uh, have integrated classrooms. Uh, we may have stores where we all can shop in the same line. We may can all eat in the same dining room at a restaurant, but there is still a, a line. Um, all of these divisions as it relates to our inequities in our communities. There is a Broadmoor community uh, that experienced total economic power. And then you go to a Cedar Grove, who you see that are, is a very impoverished community. African-Americans being the majority in Shreveport, we are still the minority in economic power. One of the things that I can tell you that uh, still seems here that they are still fabrics of racial injustice, racism, um, and not just racism, but unbalanced relationships, relationships that are not heavy. And one of the things that I want to point out more specifically is that we've seen racial biasness when George Floyd was killed. There were officers within our own city who made comments. There was an officer who made a comment that said that he didn't find anything inappropriate in terms of the policeman placing his knee on the neck of George Floyd. And the tone in which he expressed it was a very racial tone, but also it showed the injustice and the biasness that we have for one another as ethnic groups. Now, I want to say this because I've been known for saying this within the community. I think biasness just doesn't exist in one community. I think African-Americans, we have our own biasness that we suffer with and we deal with and we exhibit and demonstrate to other races. You know, I'm more so a proponent of unity. I'm more so a proponent of bringing people together. And I'm more so of a proponent of figuring out how to build healthy relationships and dialogue um, so that we can be on one accord. So when you speak of racial injustice and race relations in Shreveport, we're still divided. And as a pastor, I would tell you, again, schools may be integrated, restaurants, they make it all dine in the uh, one dining room and checkout lines may be integrated and, and you may can drink at the same water fountain or uh, use the same things. But I've always said as a pastor, one of the most segregated days of the week is on a Sunday because you can look at community churches in Shreveport. You have all black churches. You have um, all white churches. You have um, churches that have little to no diversity. And that's majority of the churches because there's no effort to bring people together. There's no effort. You know, I, I tell people it's a job just to introduce people to each other. That's a job within itself because a lot of people feel that, oh, it's just, you know, you just got to introduce somebody. So, no, sometimes people don't want to be introduced to one another. Sometimes people don't want to have dialogue with one another. Sometimes people don't want to do, so it's a job. It's a challenge of trying to get someone to see that you have to reach across the aisle. You have to know someone different than you so that they can become one. That's the work that I'm doing. And that's how I'm trying to respond to the racial injustice in this community. 
So glad that you're with us today for another interview with an up-and-coming leader who's guiding and leading teams in a, with a higher vision and a higher purpose. Kirsten, uh, this is what it's all about, isn't it? It absolutely is, Mark. And this particular person is near and dear to my heart beyond just a client. It's really, truly, I'm going to cry. It's really, truly like a family member to me. He even calls me Mama Bear because we've been together for so long. And this is what it's all about, seeing people thrive and having authentic voices and why I left the work I did to do the work I do. So I'm super excited today. Our guest is Greg Yan. Greg, welcome to the program. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. Greg certainly embodies this idea of an IntelliKey leader being of service to others, you know, integrity being a core value and focus. By profession and vocation, Greg is a superstar salesperson in the areas of IT and communication and other technologies. But as an individual, he's also passionate about pursuing initiatives that are important to Greg. And we're going to explore all that as we go, but be truly present to what's going on right now. I just didn't feel like we could start any conversation without asking you sort of your feelings and perspectives and express our deep concern about the treatment of Asian Americans in our country right now. It's certainly come to light with recent events, but I think it has it been simmering. But I, I wanted to ask uh, for your personal insights and of course, just check in to see how you're doing. Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, it's so, it's so interesting because this is something I think about a lot and especially this past year and even before that you know we see it and it's something that maybe somewhere and unconsciously i learned to accept it just being the way it is and what i've always done is kind of keep to myself and of course i can say something i will but i don't really get a chance to say it so i actually don't really talk about this topic too much hold it anymore and finally i became present to you know what what has happened and it's you know the other question i asked myself why does it take a shooting for me to really get present to it the one silver lining I, I would say coming from this, I do feel that the Asian community is really trying to unite in new ways that we haven't done before. And I'm seeing this with my friends, just my friends checking in. Hey, just want to send you some lo love and light. How are you doing? And I also am doing the same thing, just being inspired by that. And the, the truth is that we just need each other so much right now. But it's, it's definitely really tough. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks for sharing that. And, you know, we've often asked in terms of race relations or Black Lives Matter, from our personal perspective, if we were having a lunch or a coffee right now and we said, Greg, what is it that we need to understand? You know, what are we not getting? You know, or what are we not sensing? Help, help us understand it from your point of view. Gosh, it's, it's, it's such a complex, mm -hmm. I probably have a very complex answer for that because it's a lot of different things. But if I were to pick the underlying thing, it's that willingness to understand each other because everybody has their narratives and their experiences, even their prejudices. And how do we make that fit with one another? Because we're trying to communicate our intentions and also prove that maybe we're not racist, we're not prejudiced. And that process where we're not listening uh, to each other. And I'm guilty of that as well, too. Um, and even just within my own, my own household with me and my partner, Nick, we're on the same team. We have the same beliefs, but the way that we even communicate this, these tiny little differences, um, we, we sometimes get so fixated on these, on the tiny differences, and that really then spirals kind of into deeper things. And and but then we have to remind ourselves that we're on the same same team at the end. And that's also a process. We're learning how to do that. I think if that's if there's, if there's one thing that everybody needs is that maybe that willingness.
And listeners, continue to come back to our podcast. Even in our next episode, we'll be continuing conversations about this conscious leadership and this idea that you can fulfill your own potential and achieve your own goals while doing good for the people and the planet. Kirsten, as we continue this conversation about IntelliKey, we have a sense that this is not just a key performance indicator like we tease each other about, but it really is a human potential indicator, isn't it? It really is. And it's so exciting. You know, you and I have talked about this idea of potential. Everything has a soul. A business has a soul. The earth has a soul. And even, Lynn, being in a conversation with you, that you can feel that something about the soul of what's coming is being elevated. There's an evolution that we're stepping into and it's being harnessed. And it's exciting because it's it's here, but we haven't quite unfolded yet exactly what it's going to look like in the future. So listeners, please join our conversation. Go to your podcast player and leave us a review or comments or ratings. We'd really appreciate it. Thanks for listening to our second season of IntelliKey Leadership Stories. Your host is Kirsten Guldy with co-host Mark Stinson. This podcast is produced by BSB Media. I'm the creative director and editor, Kelly Jean Badgley. Our theme music is entitled Tropical House Inspiring, performed by Wonder S, licensed from Pond5. We use Audio-Technica microphones, Bose headphones, the Adobe Audition app, and Avid Pro Tools software. Guests on our program are booked with support from Kristen Molnar, Missy Hatfield, Jackie Lappin, Andrew Alleman. Special thanks to Josh Carey, Eric Cabral, and the Podmax team at On Air Brands. Our hosting platform is Captivate.fm, so you can listen anywhere in the world, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Ghana, and iHeartRadio. Subscribe now so you won't miss an episode when we begin Season 3 of IntelliKey Leadership Stories.